Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Ed and Terry from Next Phase Fitness out of London, England. Welcome to the show, Ed and Terry. How are you guys? What's going on? What's going on, Hannah? How you feeling? Awesome. I'm super excited to have the two of you on. Um, but before we dive into the business, how you run it, how you've built it up to where you are today, first tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Well, I mean, I have approximately between the U.S. and the U.K., I have uh, 20 years of experience. Um, here I'm from Washington, D.C. I'm a big, well, we can't even say Redskins anymore because that's not politically correct. We, we went from Washington Football Club to Commanders. Like we went real colonial. Receiver and yeah, I'm in history of our neighborhood, sport in general, track, soccer, you name it. Um, and so when I stopped playing sport, um, um, through history, the next gravitational path for that for me was to, um, to coach for the so in my veins, always working out, understanding physiology and anatomy. I landed on my feet here in London, early 2000. It was just, um, I started off as a personal trainer, connections uh, in this very dynamic city. Um, and one and my office so um, next phase of 2018 class early 2018 and uh, so that led me to the passion was always you have this you got to be passionate about fitness. you know anyone can open up a gym just do what it do but the that has to come from passion yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, I love that you had passion for, you know, sport, and then you got into the industry that way, um, and you're still in it, you know, years later. Um, Ed, tell us about how you came to be part of um, Next Phase Fitness. So my journey really began probably 2019 when I first saw what Terry was building and really loved what I saw when it was just basically just in the sports center and I could actually see the for myself next phase at that early juncture it was just uh, but then uh, I took time to think about it and I thought uh, I was basically looking for something I wanted to build and uh, I knew I've known Terry for about how long until since 2012 so and, and, and at, least, at least a decade, a decade. yeah nice. I mean, me and your family we, yeah we were more than that yeah, his family go for 20 years. Yeah. Yes, yeah, long connection there. And I, I knew Harry would be a great business partner to have. And I, I'd just come back from <coughs> studying business, basically hospitality slash business administration uh, at uni. And I wanted to basically turn into those skills and basically build something for myself or with someone that I'm proud of instead of going up the corporate ladder. 
than doing something. I w w could get uh, more out of but, uh, financially if I wanted something which I can look back and go, okay, that's something I'm very proud of. I'd start from zero to where we are now. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's a testament to, you know, the entrepreneur spirit is that you both want to build something um, together that's your own. Um, tell me about Next Phase Fitness. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before um, and what services do you offer? Well, Next Phase is centers around functional fitness. I mean, it's a matter of fitness around the functional fitness. And when we say functional fitness, just think of fitness that doesn't involve a lot of machinery or just think about how the functionally or the body operates your limbs operate you don't machine to put your arm up um, but you might um, the grass you're going to use a lawnmower right but um so that movement patterns or that patterns are a, a very lame way and um that's pretty much the core of next phase and um, open the door, and if you were to walk in the next phase for the very first time, you feel um, sort of vibes that you don't necessarily experience going to a club, but you're not going to a club. So it's, so it's not in your face, it's welcoming atmosphere. Um, then the entire atmosphere, it, it grasps you, embraces and you want to embrace it because people are friendly, uh, people are on their, doing their thing all about fitness. There's girls, there's young, there's old. But um, the beautiful thing about our gym we created was something where women don't feel intimidated because years ago, women were the gym and they wouldn't go near what thing as the alpha male section. And, you know, you go and come to our spot in the gym for and just like, and snatching one one hundred kilo or one twenty, you know what I mean? And you know, um, just eighty kilos. People great hanging out with husbands and wives. Um, thoughts of next phase, but the sort of you know, core fitness element. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that you make it somewhere that's accessible for women. I think in the industry, there was um, a big intimidation factor in most gyms where women weren't, you know, feeling welcomed, um, maybe afraid to lift heavy like that. So I love that you created a, a place where, you know, you incorporate functional fitness and everyone's welcome. Um, so how many members do you have currently at the gym? Well, we started with about four two. I think, you know, when we sit back and, you know, when I sit back and think about it, we should give it more credit and be happy and proud of what we started, started at the gym officially open. was born team. Started in a state run facility at the gym. We were hot. We were just renting the space, um, which was about 1,000 square foot. And it was a big studio. We did all our classes from this studio. And we were all searching for a facility. And then we finally found our own home, a beautiful 3,000 
because it's stupid. It has a for the personal trainers and for the and started it was March 2020, which was as the pandemic hit in the UK. That was traumatic for a lot of people. Well, globally, you know, the pandemic is something that we hope to experience again. But the business or restart a business independent was a testament of courage, spirit, mental toughness, um, smart. You know, you know, we had to basically comprise all those different things that we had natural mental resources and just resources together as a team. A team was small um, office, meaning the girl who was running walking just one um, and yeah, it was a team about five and we just had to people were going to depression and um, to go from that accomplishment of the so busy trying to work the next best thing, pardon the pun, next phase. So that's all, that's all we're at. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love how you started from like the ground up to over 400 members. How were you able to do that? What was your marketing strategy um, to bring people into the gym and bring awareness to it? Well, the first part of um, actually this came, um, but um, the first thing that we, we tried to do was close. Don't to the gym. We didn't yet have a social or strong social media presence. Or did we have? Um, well, we didn't really have any presence. It was about 190 close friends and family. Yeah, 190 uh, Instagram. Yeah, most friends and family. So. Um, Ed said, all right, let's just focus on uh, on awareness. Let's the first to hit, because we can't make money anyway. And let's just focus on getting our name out there and just try to grow organically. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. To me. And then and just we grind it, grind it, grind it, and grind it. Uh, social media. And we do a lot of things. And then 200, 500, 800, 1,000. I was like, okay, all right, I can see, see the upturn and the up. And then uh, opened up this lockdown. Then it went down. And it opened up again for three weeks. And then went back in the lockdown for another. So by the time the lockdown, second or third lockdown came in, about the end of 2020, we're able to have a presence that came to the gym, and then we had an external presence. By the time we were on the final in the last about four and a half months, we did have a business So then business was able to subsist and carry us through that period because that was able to online training. So very first lockdown, and it kind of followed us through. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's great that you used um, organic growth in the beginning. 
Um, you mentioned a little bit of social media. Has that been helpful for you in, in growing the gym? Well, I think there's no social media. We live in an era now social media is um, you can grow much quicker because there's just no one else will company to expand and grow beyond just one facility, which we're in the we said we're in the embryonic stage because as a company we're in the fourth year of our existence. So uh, social media is being used for us. You know, it's been it's been a very key instrument for us. Say a part of how we grow. Awesome. Do you pay for advertising on social media, or do you just organically um, post content on there and and hope people see it? No, we do um, a little bit of everything. Paid paid social media is um, it's something you can't ignore. You can't do without it. Even got to so you know and that's another issue which you got to get on board. And if it's but the thing about us is that when we don't just jump on something for a second. We jump on something and that will work our audience. We've built a pretty uh, bespoke audience. And every time someone comes in the actual building, first thing is they say, I like, I like what I see. I like and this is all because of TV. Mm-hmm. And what experience it marries up. You know how you, you see something like, oh man, it looks pretty cool. When you, that doesn't lose up with it. Or it's not as captivating as I thought it was online. And so that's also that the fact that we're the two together, we're not separating the two, so it doesn't deceptive. Once you get it, doesn't the label. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's important, creating a good experience in person um, that matches your presence online. Um, so tell me about when someone, you know, becomes interested, maybe they click on a, a Facebook post or something, and then they come in. How do you turn, um, you know, just a lead into a member? What's, like, the sales process like there? Well, um, without the same saying with anybody who, um, who uh, uh, there are various tools that you can use on social media um, that generate leads, uh, and we're no different from that. Um, we use the us um, and uh, obviously once we use these tools we then try to make sure the person can follow through once we generate that lead and the idea is to get the person or the individual into the actual premises uh, for them to come down and these visitors of the special office that we have and of course some of the complimentary um, offers that we have for new um, Awesome. Okay, so what are your um, longer term goals here? You know, you have a great member base already at over 400 members. Um, how do you see yourself growing in the future? Well, that is a, that's, that's what that phase is partly about. So we all want to take things to the next phase. And yes, as we were saying earlier, one of the things that we want to be able to test our business acumen is being able to duplicate what we now have. A little project that way within the next phase. 
podcast, Hannah. I don't know about it. No, but um, I don't want to, um, you know, uh, um, we're in the image of uh, putting that piece together. Uh, would love to have another premises. Um, biggest thing for us just stick something somewhere and then it doesn't do exactly what the um, the uh, original premise does. Like this is the pilot premise where we are now in Northwest London. Um, and this is by the mothership. So from the mothership, we want to get our little, you know, base around love. The, um, if, by the end of 2023, early 2024, we should be able to that phase. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that you're, you're growth-minded and always kind of thinking about what's next, like the next phase, so I love that. <laughs> um, but tell me, what's like the biggest challenge you face right now um, in getting to that next step of growth? What's, you know, like the, the biggest bottleneck um, in the process? It's really, truly, I mean, we went through the work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there's a saying in New York, they always say, man, if you can survive in New York, you can survive. And I think if you can you can survive it. Yeah. You know, that's something that was the mother of all time. And even when we thought when finally hit it was at peace because we had no we don't want it ever like this. And anyone that experienced close to this is dead. That was a hundred years ago with um, with cancer. Oh it isn't something that we can do anything about. So as we're saying that we survived it, it was came from the instinctive nature that we had to preserve what we had and that for So that's like a human instinct. See, and the business side of things was well, no point in spending what you don't have. There's no point in to do not there yet. So it came from common sense. And when we survived that, we realized that the other thing was going to be social economic um, uh, issues. For example, we hit, we're going to hit a recession. They were in a recession. So we took a bit of the action that we applied during the pandemic. I'm sorry, in the um, uh, recession. As it gets worse, then we delve back to our resources that we use during the pandemic. Because the pandemic to me is physical recession. The uh, recession is economic. So we really feel about it. It's anything to society in an economic perspective. When it's like an epidemic, it just means in the house. So, well, you know, uh, or whatever, safety, but you still have to apply a lot of uh, common, in our case, business sense. And it basically, when you're in business, the things you can't see are the things that take on. Then that's the biggest indicator you know, either run for cover or you protect it. So that's what we're doing. Just protecting the business, making sure the five economic 
And that's why we're looking and sensible we grow the business. So if we come and get the economic recession, man, we're joint March of 2023. You know damn well we're gonna be fresh into the so it's not coming to sense. So yeah, that's what we're looking at. So we're hoping we do the thing. So I think we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, definitely. I think as an industry, we kind of survived the worst of it, like being forced to close doors or, you know, shut down. Like it can't really get worse than that. So I think, you know, we can survive a recession as well. Um, what do you do to keep your members long term or how are you planning to keep people in your gym during the recession or just, you know, keep them around long term in general? We put them in oh, Hannah. No way I'm Must work out. <laughs> I think it's called a the next Pokemon. Um, no, I think the big we, you know, broken record. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world. Or Ed and I just got something going on that no one else knows about. But recession on four. If you experience one, you've experienced a hundred of them. And that makes it different to the other is that you just get older. So the match are in life, but I'm a dumber. And the thing is, you're in a, it's a box. If you know the guy's in the face, you got punched in the face. So you're going to do a pivot, maneuver, weave off, whatever tool, defensive mechanism. And then you're going to do the um, offensive uh, tools that you need to win the And business is like a fight, it's like a boxing match. Survive the hard times. Remember, our our business is based on these clients. I do is make them happy. Problem, they have a pretty high. So the idea is to keep them sweet, to make sure you listen to your clients, what they want, what they need to do. Make sure that you serve that. If you serve the current clients, then the recipe for Keep those members happy so they don't. And from an economic perspective, you can uh, nurture those clients and, and so they, you know, they're happy where they are. Hopefully, they're okay in their financial situation. When you come out the top end of that, I think you're smelling roses. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Kind of keeping those current members that you have happy, you know, listening to, you know, the recommendations that they're making and, and yeah, making sure that your current clients feel seen and heard. I think that's crucial um, to keeping them long-term. Um, but before we sign out here, tell me what you would tell yourself um, years ago before you opened Next Phase Fitness. Like if you had one piece of advice for yourself, you could go back and say, before you open the gym, what would it be? And I want to hear from both of you. Ed, you can go first. Okay, I would probably say things will just keep calm. Mm. Things, uh, things might, things might not look so great, but in time, trust the process, and things will build around that process. And trust your instincts where necessary. Like one of our key things is we, whenever we think, okay, something's not working we can it and we're quite quick on that so 
trust the process and no trust your instincts. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would say I, I would say that I think Ed and I had this little joke, this coffee joke. We call our pivot brothers. It's like basketball, you gotta know how to pivot when we get to the back. And so that's what we do very well. We pivot when we see that something isn't going well. I say, well, we got to trust the process. There's no, you know, to a, a, a venture and he was no such thing as a typical investor or they come in all shapes, sizes. So therefore, it's not typical to your ideas, what you think, you, what do you think is best for whatever it is that you're working on, whether it's a sandwich shop or a flower shop or whatever it may be. If it's your idea and you believe in what you're about to start, then trust that process. Only way you're going to know if it's going to work, give it a try. A, a lot of people, that might not work, or it ain't going to work, or they may just out, well, i you on this one. It is that one yes, and that one yes has to start from yourself. And then once you start with yourself, and you get someone else who you trust, that person, in this case is Ed, then look, look where we are. You know, I have a thousand no's, but I got that one yes besides myself, and here we are, the Pivot Brothers, doing our thing. Next phase, baby. Watch us be coming through, through a theater. There is you. I came off the top of the dome, man. I came off the top of the dome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it brother. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I think that's a good place to start to wrap things up. That was some great knowledge um, you dropped for us there. But before we do, tell us where can we find you? What's your social media, your website, um, all that good stuff for the listeners? Oh, so you on the web. Um, I web www.nxt uh, or pronounce at next. So next page, P-H-A-S-E, fitness.com. So www.nxfitness.com. You can find us on social media, on Instagram at nextphasefitness.com. You can find us on Facebook at Space Limited. Now, where else can you find us at? You know, we're on TikTok, TikTok, next phase. The uh, YouTube, you know, I, I didn't want to let that back too early. You, you made me put that out there. I mean, but to a theater name is you. Uh, we got some other little projects uh, watched in 2023, 2012. We're going to be knocking that. going to be coming back acting some more. You know, the score of the song. Let me see my freestyle element. How do we like this? Crew. Drop the beat, man. Just do a thing. Nah, you can find us on social media. Uh, next phase, we're doing our thing here in Northwest London. Um, we're trying to take care of you, pay some love, because the UK is showing us mad I love it. That's awesome. Everybody, check out Next Phase Fitness if you're in the London, England area. Um, we appreciate you so much for being on the podcast and everything that you shared with us today um, was super insightful. You dropped a lot of great knowledge for us. So thank you again for being on the show. And to everyone- Appreciate you, Hannah. Yeah, of course. Everyone who tuned in today, Thanks, we appreciate yeah. you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. 
And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph. And joining me on the show are Dana and Melissa from Country Strong Gym Mayo in Mayo, Florida. Welcome to the show, you two. How are you guys doing today? We're good. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you. Um, Melissa, how are you doing today? Good. A little chilly. It's a little chilly. A little here. chilly. Same here. Up here in Maine, it's uh, very cold, sub uh, 30. But anyway, um, yeah, guys, I'm very excited to have you guys here to learn more about the gym facility. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, I'm curious, when this gym was established, what was the vision that you both had in mind for it? Well, I actually uh, just bought it in April of 22 and I wanted to uh, build it up. Um, the ones who had it before me, um, you know, had wanted to do the same thing, uh, but then they decided to um, retire. And so uh, I was already helping uh, teach some classes and stuff with Melissa. And so they come to me and asked me if I wanted it. And I was like, you know, so I went home, talked to my husband about it, and we decided to get it. So, um, you know, we have a small community. So we were like, you know, let's, you know, try to build this. And um, so the vision was just to, you know, try to build it up, get some new equipment, um, you know, just try to make it into something that our community had to, you know, to help with, um, you know, getting our health better. Because as you know, Southerners and their fried foods and not so healthy ways and um you know now we're just trying to come up with some better and bigger ideas to you know help build it even more so okay melissa i'm along for the ride okay okay i mean i kind of day-to-day mechanics so to speak um i want it to grow so I stayed on whenever they bought it they asked me mm-hmm. if I'd stay on and I said yeah I love I love what I do I love my people uh whatever I can do to to help the gym grow and do better and and um provide a, something for our community so yeah and she okay. loves me yeah okay so on both sides here I'm hearing that you guys love the community and you eventually just want to continue to grow this thing into something much bigger than what it is right now Yes. Yes. I mean, we would actually even um, eventually right now, we've actually even added uh, some classes for um, the kids in the community. Like we've got a, um, a cheerleading class um, for, um, yeah, um, a, like a, a chair gymnastics class mm-hmm. and um, for our youth. And um, we actually even, um, oh, I forgot about that um, earlier when we were uh, talking the uh, Special Olympics. Um, we, uh, host the, the special Olympics here. Um, we just got finished with the, um, 
uh, weightlifting uh, Special Olympics that uh, Melissa actually coached. Mm-hmm. And um, we are hoping to add um, more um, youth classes and stuff up here um, just to try to give our little community um, more. There's not a lot here. No. There's, there's just not a lot for the youth. There's not a lot for the teenagers. There's not a lot. Um, there's just not a lot to do here. We're it's a very small town. Like uh, we mentioned, it's a one red light, one elementary school, one high school. Typical graduating class has about, Maybe. I'm just going to go with 80 to 95 kids. Uh, and that's being generous. So mm. there's, there's not a lot. So mm. it is nice to offer. This is a safe place. Yeah. for you know for some of our youth to come to we've got a pretty good crew of teenagers and and older young adults you know that come in and then offering the gymnastics and being able to support the special olympics and and do that that was that's pretty awesome like that's mm-hmm. I'm not, hey I'm you're not, able to to build a community through that and yeah, uh, make a strong impact it's been great right. like it, it has it's been the real deal those kids yeah. come in here and work right. off and That's really like the, one of the best parts about owning a gym is that you're able to, you know, leave a strong impact on people, you know, Special Olympics, younger kids. That's really important because they're like the next generation that are coming through the community and our country. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, and we also, um, you know, donate and we. um, um uh, Oh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, and we, uh, we've also like helped pay for, um, athletes, uh, yeah, like mm, sponsor, um, athletes, um, you know, yeah. like for the rec center and stuff yeah. like, you know, again, you know, like we are a small area. Um, so like not always, uh, you know, not everybody's always able to afford, um, to be able to pay for their kids to be able to play, um, sports and stuff. So, um, we will, um, we'll sponsor a team, but even, um, you know, even though we sponsor the team, sometimes we'll hear that there's certain kids that maybe can't afford to pay and we'll pay for their kids to be able to play, um, ball or, you know, like we'll help, um, you know, get them cleats or whatever they need, um, mm-hmm. to be able, um, you know, to do that. So there's a lot of ways that we try to really, um, you know, help out, uh, not even outside of the gym, but, you know, like if, fitness you know period um you know just trying to keep um these kids active and healthy um even outside of you know these walls yeah so it sounds like you guys try to do a lot of community engagement um you know which kind of brings me to my first question here you know for the gym what is your elevator pitch so what kind of services do you offer to your members you send that to you send that to me. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got it. So uh 24-7 access. Mm-hmm. We have we have a it's a warehouse style gym, so it does appeal to a certain group and maybe not to certain people. We offer probably 15 to 20 different classes a week. Um and and it is it's definitely a sense of community when you come in here and join it, as, uh, the classes especially. Um, and we, of course, we try to, you know, we make sure that people know what they're doing. We want to give them a little training if they need some help. We're generally available. Somebody's available to show them how to use the equipment. Um, it is a big, we have a, a good size facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the size of it? 
what'd you say the other day, like three? This is a good two thousand. I, um, I think this side of it is like um, between 2,500 and 3,000 square feet on this side. Um, and we actually did, um, and on the other side, we have like a smaller area um, that is, um, I don't know, maybe about, maybe about a thousand square feet um, on the other side of the gym that is um, uh, where we, that's where a lot of our seniors um, go to that we have a little area. Um, it's where we do the class over there. Yeah. yeah. We, have, yeah. We, have a, we do our senior class over there. So we've got senior class, we've got classes across the board pretty much yeah. for whomever is looking for all age groups right. and um, abilities, age and abilities. So that's kind of, I guess that will be our, our big pitch is definitely 24 seven. Okay. That, that's a big deal to a lot of people. They get a key fob and they come in whenever they want to, um, you know, and, and it's kind of, and they can come in when it's really quiet and have the whole place to themselves. That's yeah. people. Which is also like also relaxing and fun. Yeah. That's yes. a win. That That's a win. You know, when you can come in here and just blast your music and, and do your thing and uh, don't have to worry about seeing anybody. Anybody yes. else or any or waiting for equipment, you know. So, so that that's probably one of our, I, I would say, our biggest attractions. Yeah. I, well, we don't really have any issues in here either, and we're really quick to um to really get a hold of any of the issues that we've had. Um, you know, and I mean, like, and people um aren't afraid to come and tell us, you know, like any of the issues that they have had, and you know, like, and the good thing is, is that with it being such a small town, they typically, if there is an issue, it has been with some of our younger ones that may have had on some music that shouldn't, you know, maybe shouldn't have been played with some of the older ones in here or something. And, you know, I mean, like, and we've all been around their kids since, you know, they were young. So they're kind of like our own kids. And we're like, listen, don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, what's wrong with you? What were you yeah. thinking? <laughs> you know, um, you know, so, I mean, it's been really good. And, and the other good thing is, um, you know, is that, I mean, like, usually, I mean, like we obviously we work out as well. So, um, you know, so like whenever we're in here and we're doing our workouts and stuff, there's usually groups of us that come through and so even though we actually have um you know obviously we have um you know like personal training um you know that you can buy there's also times that if you happen to come in at the right time you can actually catch us and kind of get a, a free you know personal training session and you know and we're just like you know all right you know do this and do this and do this you know mm -hmm. and um, you know, so, I mean, like, we're not even like sticklers for everything. We actually probably <laughs> cost ourselves money, you know, like with some of that, but it's not even always about just making every penny that we can get, you know I mean? Like sometimes it's just about, you know, like just, you know, I mean, like, especially if it's just a quick little something like, you know, like, how do I do this, you know, kind of mm -hmm. thing. I mean, it's about helping more than it is, you know, most of the rest of it. And we've got a really good community yeah. and yeah, it, it does sound like you guys like to focus on the community aspect there, you know, since you guys did say that is a you know smaller size town, you know, one red light, one red light, one elementary and one high school. So, you know, it's important to build those relationships there. So you mentioned it's about like 3,500 to 4,000 square feet in total with both sides and you offer the 24 seven open gym and the group and sometimes one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So I was curious, you know, in that facility right now, how many people are you guys serving right now? 
probably about, we've, I think we've got around 160 active members right now. We've had as many as, out of the 160, there's probably another 150 that aren't currently active in another folder, so to speak. Like, those are people that have come through our doors, so it's kind of sad. That retention part is kind of sad sometimes. Um, it it kind of is what it is. But right now, we probably have a good 100, 150, 160, 175 active members right now. Okay. Okay, so also getting to the point to where every day we are adding. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I should change that. We're probably close to 100. I think I added 10 people yesterday. Yeah, Not because really we're coming up on the on the on the New Year's resolutions, um, folks. Now, so of mm -hmm. course everybody is you know signing up. So I'm sure that we will hit some bigger numbers, you know, over the next few months. Which again is you know something else that we. It also depends on what time of you know year it is. Mm -hmm. uh, for there are us. some hot seasons, some slow yeah. seasons, some middle seasons. Um, some um, uh, we tend to uh, fall off here. Um, shockingly, well, I, I say shockingly. It seems like it would be shockingly, but yeah. summertime we fall off of here because almost everybody lives at the river um, during the summertime here, hmm. and. Um, we do lose a lot. We lose, we lose a lot of activities in the and, summer. Um, and, and also Everybody's, because they already got their summer body, man. What do they need to come to the gym for? Right? Yes. Well, I mean, they like, still need to come. Okay. Don't listen to me. You need to come to the gym. You, yeah, they do. They do yeah, for the business. Yeah. Um, but most people, they do not come during the summertime. They are, um, you know, but now we also have a lot of, um, of educators, um, and stuff like, a lot of ours, um, you know, falls off because they are the educators. And so like during the summertime, they're on vacations or they are, you know, at the river. Something like that is really, really big time here. Um, and so we just don't really see a lot of people during, um, well, and they have their kids at home and, mm -hmm. you know, these kinds of things. So we just have a lot of people um, who tend to fall off. Um, and then, um, and but now we also just now started really enforcing, um, the contracts um, a little more too. We were mm -hmm. always month to month, um, and we just now started really enforcing um, having uh, contracts. So mm -hmm. now we do um, three, six, 12 month um, contracts, whereas before we were allowing um, just everybody just had a you know, month to month to month, and mm -hmm. they would pay for a month and then you would never see them again, um, you know, regardless, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So transitioning over to that contract, uh, you know, based payment system so that, you know, you can have the consistent revenue coming in each and every month. So you don't have to worry about when the slow season comes, people fall right. off and they don't pay you. Right. Uh, so I want to ask you about this question going into the new year. What is the main focus for the business to grow this thing? Well, the first thing that we are really uh, putting into place is um, this will be the first year that we are enforcing the um, the contracts. Mm -hmm. um, um, even like at the end of uh, 22, um, even for uh, even as recent as um, in December, they really had not, um, we have really not been really enforcing that. Um, mm -hmm. So January will we'll actually make the first month that um, that the contracts will be um, really enforced. Um, the, uh, 
Um, the next thing um, will be um, the, you know, really focusing on trying to do a lot more of like the, um, the virtual um, type stuff, you know, what the, uh, like more of the personal training, um, mm. virtual, um, online, you know, type stuff. I would really like to also see us start doing, um, you know, like online classes, um, and stuff as well. I feel like, you know, like that's something else that we've, uh, really kind of missed out on. Um, mm. and, um, because, you know, I see, um, I see a lot of that, that people, uh, you know, do and, I'm not very good at doing workouts at home. I am one that if I'm not in this gym, I'm probably not going to do it. Because if I'm at home, um, just, you know, like I, I can't work at home and um, can't, I'm not going to say I can't. I'm not going to work at home and I'm not going to work out at home. If, if I'm going to work out, I need to be at a gym. If I'm going to work, I need to be in an office. It's just mm -hmm. It's just who I am as a person, apparently, um, you know, and so, um, you know, but I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, that they do, they love to do it that way, you know, like they love to work at home, um, you know, like COVID was like the best thing that ever happened to them as far as that went. They love working at home and they love, you know, like doing the online classes and pulling it up and having it there and being able to do it and they, they're done. They, had, they didn't have to go anywhere. So I think that's another big thing, you know, that we could do, um, you know, so I mean, I think that those are some big, um, you know. Um, yeah, what about you, Melissa? What do you think? I, listen, I said I was along for the ride, okay? Um, <laughs> no, I know we're going to, we're actually going to be promoting some more evening classes. We had backed away from a lot of evening classes. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to pick some of those, but we've had a lot of people interested in those. So we're going to pick some, a couple of days, a couple of afternoons, a couple of evenings to bring back some of the, classes that people really enjoyed that they actually, you know, they came to. Um, I think the same thing when COVID rolled around, I, I was doing online classes just like through my own Facebook, you know, to keep people moving, to keep people busy. I had a, I have a really big senior group of people that come to the gym yep. and yep. there's a fear, you know, when we stop moving, what happens when we stop moving, we stop moving. You know, mm -hmm. so, so I was doing some online classes with them. It's kind of scary. I'm kind of looking at her every time she's like, Melissa, we need some, I'm going, listen, lady, but you know, um, it may not be my strong suit, you know, so it's a little intimidating for me, but I, I know I can do it. I've already done it. Just got to mm -hmm. kind of move past that part. So I do think that some of the personal training I do, you know, people do, I send them workouts, they do their workout, they come in for their interview, and we do measurements, weigh-ins, all that stuff, we talk about what they eat, all of the, all of the basics, and then they, I send them workouts, pretty much keep up with them, touch base, make sure they're doing what they need to do, uh, yell at them a little bit, no, no, I'm just kidding, I don't yell at anybody. Um, Even if she does, she's not scary at all. I'm really bad at being scary. Um, so, I do think that's a niche that we might be missing as, as far as the online stuff goes, pushing that the, the, a few more evening classes. We've got a lot of people that are interested in some things that, um, that I don't necessarily do as well. You know, the dance classes are not my strong suit. You want weight training? I'm your girl, you know, um, 
you, you know, you need, you need a hype girl, I got you. But the, I know that those are things that we can bring in that, that will help people. It's just a matter of getting it out there and the on the right platform. Mm-hmm. That's the trick that I think that's where we've got to find our place with that. Yeah. That's probably something you're going to come back with later and be like, Hey, I got you guys. Um, I know, I know somebody that knows somebody that can hook you up with something. So I think, I do think it'll help a lot. I think there are a lot of people, I think COVID definitely opened a lot of people's eyes to what they are capable of doing at home yep. alone. So I do think that's a niche that we do, we need to get into. Um, okay. And then, of course, like I say, the, the few, the, the other little evening classes and things like that. We're also uh, recently started accepting insurances, which has been pretty exciting because there are okay. a lot of people on limited incomes and on different budgets, you know, that they don't get the benefit of the gym because they can't afford it. So by accepting insurance and things like that, we can help them out. So that's that's been pretty exciting. We've we've had a, a little bit of an influx on. Oh yeah, that um, has actually helped a lot too. That that is something yeah. else I forgot about that. It's, it is a lot mm. of work. I will say that because I know um, some gyms aren't interested in accepting insurance. They just want people's, mm. well, you know, they want that cold hard cash. Um, and, and, and they don't pay that. as much as, yeah, you know, but I mean, but it's a steady, um, you know, as long as they're coming, you know, it's a steady, I mean, like you're yeah. going to get paid and you know that you are, I mean, so I don't really understand. And, you know, like, I mean, and it's not always, I mean, yes, it's a business, but I mean, like it's better than the zero that you're getting for them not coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they're getting, you know, healthy and you know, and you're getting something that you, you know, that you weren't getting. And Mm -hmm. so I don't really understand why people, you know, Mm -hmm. really. And it's not that, and once you learn the systems and stuff, it's really not, you know, that hard, um, you know, to deal with. So I don't really, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I had a question for you both about the business. Um, what do you guys think is the biggest bottleneck right now that's holding you guys back from getting that next level of business? I think it's really just been that we've had a lot of ideas that we just haven't really um, put in place. You know, Mm -hmm. like we just haven't pushed to put them in place. I feel like, you know, every time we have kind of, um, you know, said, Hey, I think that we should do this. We just not actually pushed through and actually done it Um, or, you know, maybe even, um, you know, some of it has maybe even been a little bit of fear about, you know, like what if it doesn't work or maybe even some of it's maybe even just that we don't know how to do, you know, some of it like maybe just kind of and, you know, researching some of it to kind of see how to exactly, you know, like do this, like even like doing like some of the classes and stuff, you know, that has like, say like the music, um, like we know that we've run into some issues uh, with the fact that you have to be careful because, um, you know, there's, um, you know, like the copyright um, issues that you run into. So there's only, um, you know, like certain kinds of uh, music that you can use, or, you know, you had to find like certain things that you can use the music off of. Um, or you have to spend $500 a year to try to use like certain programs or 
or you know, like whatever it is. And we don't know enough about it to know what's worth it and what's not worth it. So mm -hmm. you know, just like little things, you know, I mean, like that. Um, the other side of it is, is, um, you know, how do you really get out there, um, you know, to let people know that you are doing um, virtual um you know, uh, training now, um, you know, like just those things uh, really is just, you know, like exposure. How do you, you know, like get into these other areas um, to let them know that you're offering this and that, you know, like here's, you know, like our plans and here's this, you know, what, what we have to offer. What do you, you know, those, those what's your opinion? Pretty much the same. Um, finding, like I say, finding the right platform mm -hmm. as far as if we want to do, the, the right platform that works for the people looking for the program you know what i mean like it's one thing to you know because of course zoom like we're on right here we're on zoom you know um some people maybe don't know how to navigate zoom so finding the right the right place to put our content is a big deal um a little intimidating putting my face in front of a camera a lot is a lot intimidating uh, that's just me. Um, so I definitely think, you know, those and the, and the things that Dana said, those are just kind of um, stopping points. You know, we talk about it. We, we, we're like got all these notes. We're writing all this stuff down. We're so excited. And, and then something happens, mm. you know, somebody gets sick. One of the, something happens with one of the kids, some of the equipment, you know, something happens with some of the gym equipment or the, the entry system or something where you kind of have to move your focus. Okay. Well, we gotta, let's, let's back up. Let's back yeah. up and I'm all blurry again, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, it's the life of a gym owner right there. Yeah. You know, so that, so there's always something and more than likely for, for me, I just have to make my decision it's, it's the same with somebody starting a fitness program you know they're they're not going to start it until they're ready to do it until they're like okay i'm not doing this i'm not quitting anymore i'm not wasting any more time i'm gonna move forward and i'm gonna make this happen so that's that's probably my biggest bottleneck or hip hiccup or, or whatever when it comes to to being here and really pushing forward some things and, then, and it's kind of scary because you, you don't want to fail no. nobody wants to fail you know, I mean, nobody it's wants hard. to be like, put all this time and effort into creating something that you believe is, is just fabulous and, and you get it out there and it flops for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. So there's, there's that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, that now for me, like I am at a place to where I feel like it could probably be the best time um, for me, you know, like as far as like January starting, um, you know, like to actually really start pushing for it because like I'm at the end of open enrollment, like we just finished up open enrollment for insurance because like actually like my livelihood job is actually um, insurance. Mm -hmm. um, so like we just finished that up, you know, I mean like of course, you know, like Christmas and stuff is always uh stressful you know and like i do have like some appointments and stuff you know like coming up but like uh, you know like my health and stuff is um you know improving now and um it's supposed to just get better through like these next few appointments so um, i'm feeling like you know like i'm finally like getting into a place to where 
I am finally able to focus again on something other than how bad I feel. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's just like, I finally am beginning to feel like myself again. And, you know, like that's, it's hard to focus on anything else whenever you are chronically in pain and chronically, you know, like just don't feel well. And it's just like, you're, constantly feeling like oh god now what's wrong with me oh god you know like what is this what is this what is this you know and so like now that I'm finally feeling like myself again I'm like I, now I'm finding myself being like oh okay you know like now we can finally focus on on the uh, needle moving tasks yes yeah. you know now it's like okay you know like let's build this like let's yeah. really like I'm excited you know like I want to do something you know mm -hmm. like let's do something that's really going to put us in a place and I think like now like what I'm you know like as far as the gym goes like my my thoughts are really just kind of like I know that we need to do something that is going to uh bring in you know like what we need to bring in to be able to build to where we can you know like still do like where we can do more for our community mm -hmm. um where we're doing good stuff for even people like just people in general but you know but where it essentially still keeps us in a place to where we can do more for our community but mm -hmm. i don't think that we're ever going to make really enough in our community from our community not at no fault of their own, you know, so much, you know, to really be able to do what I essentially want to do as a whole for our community. But I feel like if we, you know, go virtual and we're able to really, um, you know, expand outward, um, that we can really get to a place to where we can do everything that we want to do, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that we can really reach, you know, to other levels that you know that we may not feel like we could have and maybe even get some help to where maybe even Melissa doesn't have to put her face on the camera anymore yeah, and we need somebody a lot better looking than me oh my gosh you're beautiful and I'm gonna so awesome me. guys yeah uh, so much. guys we are ready for our time so before we sign off real quick what are your socials and your website so our listeners can find you guys um my uh do you, our, uh Facebook is uh, Country Strong Gym Mayo. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, um, our Instagram is also, it's uh, actually uh, country.strong.gym.mayo. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, cool. Thank you for sharing that. And guys, I want to thank you both for hopping on today and uh, contributing to the show. It was great to speak with you guys. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Of course. And everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Michael Dennington from CrossFit YO4 in the UK. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today? I'm pretty good, thank you, and appreciate having me on. Yeah, super excited to get into the business and everything that you have going on. Um, but before that, first tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. It's probably two points to that, really. First would be kind of my own journey, to be honest. Um, a little while ago now, I was not particularly fit at all. I was like considerably overweight. And then training with my brother over time, we kind of went to different disciplines. He helped me out and obviously got to a level of fitness where you can quite clearly see the, the difference between fit and then being overweight. And obviously that journey gave me enough insight to know that uh, that's something that everybody should at least try to experience. Um, so that really kind of got us started out. And then the other side was um, to do with my dad, actually. Um, so he used to train with us um, at a certain time. Unfortunately, he had a stroke and became significantly uh, challenged in terms of his movement. So we spent days, years, months, kind of working him back up to physical mobility and getting into it. And obviously, Starting the gym for him to have somewhere to do that and really make more progress was was definitely a motivating factor. Yeah, definitely. That's an amazing story. Um, it started as like a personal journey. Um, when did it turn into a business? Why did you decide to to open your own gym? So I'm actually a, a golfer as well. So I'm a professional golfer. Um, so I was already coaching in golf. Mm-hmm. It's a different uh, different kind of industry, um, to put it one way. And within that, obviously, the gym environment was becoming more and more appealing at that time. Um, and the way that things played out in terms of my other employment, I started up on my own as a golf coach. So that was my first business. And within that, I more or less kind of got by and created enough revenue to then look at different avenues. I started doing some personal training and actually coaching at another gym and as that all developed it kind of it came together and we started up the on the other gym our gym our first gym um with the view to obviously building that up and set it out from the front end to get the classes set out i supported it a little bit with my golf coaching as well and then after about six months we got to a good place with the gym already and, and rolled on from there that's awesome. So like an organic kind of transition from, you know, the health and fitness background that you had, the coaching background um, into the business. So that's awesome. Tell us about CrossFit YO4. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before and, and services that you offer? So definitely class-based. And in terms of stepping right in there, I think anybody could step in and be comfortable from day one. That's, that's one thing that we've uh, really built from from the time that we opened the doors and we're in a, we're in a pretty small community. So it's a small town area in the North of England. And 
I think essentially we've we've managed to embody that with how we run the classes, how the members feel within the classes, how we create progress, and and I would say that really is the first thing that would come through to to anybody stepping into the gym. That's awesome. I love that that culture that you built. Um, so, how many members do you currently have um, at the gym? So we're a we're two thousand square foot facility. So again, relatively small to the uh, to the area. Um, we sit at around one hundred and thirty members. Between there and one fifty is kind of our our number because we want to keep the classes intimate relative to what I just said. Make sure we keep that feel. So that's a that's a solid number for us. Yeah, totally. Um, so you say that's a solid number. Are you looking to grow at all? Um, as far as member base, can you handle you know more members? Are you really like comfortable just maintaining at that one thirty ish mark? Um, we would look to grow. I think it's it's a case now of exploring one different schedules um, because the classes that we have uh, obviously do get pretty popular. So it's working around different work and time habits of of everybody who could come into the gym and then outside of that it would be more of an expansion into different demographics and age groups mm-hmm. obviously i said about my dad and, and what he went through and we have done some work with different groups uh different types of people uh and then also age groups like say obviously getting the younger people in there then some of the olds as well so it will be more a case of diverse in the diversifying the the output to increase access for different types of people so we can continue to help the community yeah definitely that's a great goal to have is to to reach those people who might be more intimidated by fitness or even don't know that you're there um so what do you do marketing wise to get those people in the door again primarily we try and create a service that is good enough to tell your friends about so obviously again with the the tight-knit community we have a lot of couples that's definitely one thing so if male or female if they come in the chances of their partner joining them are, are pretty high which again is is something that we're we're very happy about we want to maintain that uh, that feeling of closeness mm-hmm. with them um in terms of marketing we definitely do obviously the social media ads and how we run that out um with the localization, we can generally target pretty well. Um, have experience in terms of digital marketing as well from from other things that we we work in. So it's really a case of once we can expose people to what we do, our conversion rate is pretty solid at that point. Like I say, that feel of stepping in and thinking that it's something different, it's something that's going to work, and somewhere that people can enjoy their fitness. That's that's our primary. Yeah, I think that's really important is targeting the right people because um, like you said, you know, if you offer a great product, they're likely the selling part isn't the hard part. It's more just getting the word out there. Um, um, and so when you think about spreading to different demographics, um, you're like, would you say like word of mouth would be trickier for that? Because, you know, people know people like them. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they're bringing in people similar age, you know, similar demographic. Do you find that... Um, Digital ads are are better at targeting a clientele that you don't currently have in the gym. Yes and no. I think on the obviously it would they would go to more or less an age type demographic. Um, if we look to put on any junior classes or teen classes, the digital response is solid. It's good. Obviously, 
some of those age groups will be seeing those ads themselves, but also parents looking for different things for the kids to do and really be a part of. Uh, we get a pretty good uptake on that more or less immediately. As we then go into the slightly older demographics is a different approach, certainly. Um, it's not to say that they're not going to see Facebook or Google ads. It's more a case of creating a scenario where they're comfortable to transact and kind of take a chance on something because they are going to be a little bit more in their own routines. They've probably tried X number of things over a period of time. So really kind of breaking through on that one is, is a little different. And obviously we look at working with different groups, different associations. So there is an access point. That's definitely, uh, definitely been more beneficial over time for that different demographic. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's interesting how there has to be a different marketing strategy for each demographic. And that's cool that you recognize that and you have different streams of marketing there. Um, so tell me about like, let's say somebody clicks on an ad or they call in and they're interested. What's the next step in turning that lead into a member? So that's something that we've worked on quite a lot over the past 12 to 18 months is making sure our, our kind of follow-up and our onboarding is, is really solid. Mm -hmm. um, typically, we go through a free taster. I mean, as you kind of touched on earlier, we are very confident in our product and what we can offer people. So if we can get people to the gym, that's a big part of the deal done. Uh, and again, our conversion on, on the taster classes is, is very high. Um, one thing we have made sure that we are very much on point on is having one-to-one -one, uh, CRM, essentially, and making sure that we follow up personally with anybody who's interested, whether they reach out via the social ads, whether they book a free taster, and they come in in a certain period of time, we'll make sure we reach out beforehand to give them as much information as possible so that when they step in, they know what to expect. And we increase that level of comfort further. So having somebody in place to do that and to do that consistently has made a big difference, again, in terms of conversion. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Do you have a team that's specifically, you know, for like sales and follow-ups or do, your, do you or your coaches do the, the selling as well? Um, yeah, it's, it's the coaches really. And uh, like I say, we have... We have a number of different business businesses kind of running at the same time. So the gym is is a primary one. Uh, it's obviously the localized one. So our coaches deliver the classes, but then we also deliver our, on our online business. So essentially everything we do on the online, which is for the, the global market, then mm -hmm. transfers back down. We refine that down to the local area and make sure that those skill sets are transferred over. So... We have one of our coaches who is much more focused on that reaching out, the kind of one-to-one -one management and really making sure that our support for anybody who's coming in the gym is on point at all times. And then our other coach is highly skilled and setting up himself in terms of the video side and the social media side. So content creation, promos, everything along those lines so that we really know how to create the best output and then service all of those needs from the leads that we create. Yeah. sounds like you have a, a diverse team that really specializes in, in something different. So that's really, really good to have. Um, tell me about your day as a business owner. You mentioned to me, you have other businesses as well. How do you keep everything organized and, and keep yourself on track day to day? Um, I'm not sure organized is the word. 
Um, I just keep uh, keep working. That's certainly one part. Obviously, as things develop, the strategy develops alongside that, and that's certainly something that I'm I'm adjusting to. Like I say, in the early days of the gym, I would make sure that we could continue to build revenue in the gym, whilst the fact that I was coaching golf allowed me, as long as I managed my time correctly. Um, to make more money away from the gym while somebody else was running the gym for me, which is obviously something that we've we've carried on. So having those multiple revenue streams has certainly been a, certainly allowed us to create the things that we have. Um, in terms of now, uh, I'm still in the golf industry, so we essentially taken as much as we can from the fitness industry into the golf industry. So that's where a lot of my time is spent right now. Um, we have the gym. I've got another facility close by, which is more of a golf-focused facility. So my day-to-day is actually in apps and then the coaching side. So I use the gym as my kind of base for a lot of the media that I create. Um, still keep in touch with all the members. I will coach classes here and there when needed. I'll support the coaches. Um, but really, it's making sure that it is team management at this point. Actually, we've kind of grown to that point where we've got different people doing different things. Like I say, it's quite a diverse team. So it's ensuring that everything is headed in the right direction as much as possible and taking steps to get more organized. Yeah, definitely. I think organization is something a lot of us struggle with, especially when you have so many things on your plate, so many different businesses. Um, sometimes that can kind of fall to the wayside is how to organize and, and stay you know, on track there. Um, but tell me about like the gym itself, big picture. Like what's your goal with it? You know, where do you hope to see it like three to five years from now? Um, I think, as I said before, expanding out the the class options. So one from time, but also the types of classes that we offer. And then ensuring that the recurring revenue revenue model is really solid. So we have a successful business. Obviously, that's uh, that's always going to be a primary in terms of being able to create that impact that we talked about. So consistent growth alongside the consistency we've had with the product itself. That's, that's really the key. Um, like I said, with it being a small area, we are really building the reputation at all times. So as long as that is maintained, we can continue to hit our figures. We can continue to hit our revenue growth and like I said, help more people really. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think making more money, helping more people goes hand in hand, especially in this business. I mean, the more people you can help, the more money you're going to make and it's a win for everyone. Um, but what would, you, what would you say is like the biggest challenge that you face um, with the gym now in terms of, you know, getting to where you want to be with it, adding more classes, growing more, what's like the biggest challenge or, or bottleneck there? I think one thing we've certainly noticed post-COVID, obviously we were locked down and the gym was closed an awful lot, is people's habits, at least from what we've been tracking and the analytics that we have and, and everything else that we look into, um, are way less defined than they used to be. So it's kind of taking all of the feedback that we get, the data that we have and how people operate, and then making sure that the people who aren't in the gym can really phase into that and and buy into that essentially. So how people transact, what people's views on health and fitness are, I think there's, there's so much information that people can really 
access now and it's so divided obviously in this and nutrition and everything else is there are sometimes roadblocks obviously we have a crossfit facility so that's that's certainly one thing and we've considered not being essentially um so that's always a part of our business strategy so i think just making sure that people know the impact and actually back themselves to make a change i think that's really where society as a whole obviously not uh, not getting too deep into it but people are hesitant to step into something new and really back themselves to to make progress so i think trying to support people trying to inspire people potentially for a lack of a better word to to make those changes and then helping them to understand that whether we're the best people to help them make those changes short and long term getting that message across and being really consistent is is definitely going to help us break through yeah i totally hear you on that i think it's important that you know us as trainers and people in the industry we help people to see the importance of um, fitness and and why it really should be a crucial part of your life would you say that your your coaches or your sales team um is well trained in that and they they make it a point to really sell that to, to prospective members yeah i think the team is is really quite different even though we're all relatively similar ages we're from the same area like we all have different interpersonal approaches and i think it's a case of that being definitely being a positive thing um i think one thing that we're going to work on into the new year is is exactly what i just said essentially making sure that we are giving people the confidence to do something different and actually make those changes so i think although we can all have our own idiosyncrasies and our own approach making sure that we are aligned in the overall goal is is definitely a, a big part of our strategy going forwards. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a good goal to have. Um, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to open their own gym? So we have a lot of you know prospective gym owners that that listen to this show. What would be something that you would tell them, or that you would go and go back and tell yourself before you opened a gym? Um, yeah, really have a, a defined reason for doing it to be honest um you're gonna have to work really hard to to break through and then get it done obviously there's there's so many different types of competitor um there's so many setbacks along the way from all the things you have to deal with just owning a, a building essentially or leasing a building etc so really make sure that the business is rooted in something that is going to allow you to work as hard as you need to I think um, you can't really say any more than that because if you're passionate about what you want to do, if if you truly want to run a gym for the right reasons and, and have the people come through, you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it comes down to, to knowing why you're doing it and keeping that at the forefront of your mind. Definitely. Um, to, yeah, to be a driver. Awesome. And then what's your favorite part of being a gym owner? Um. I think it's the small wins, to be honest. I mean, just when you genuinely connect with somebody and you can tell that they have, even just in a very small, small period of time, just they feel that progress, they understand that they're making progress and just the the kind of energy that that gives them just right there in that moment, that's, that's the kind of connection that just gives you 
gives you the feeling that you're doing the right right kind of thing. So just those those moments there, and obviously that builds up into something bigger. But you can't overlook the small things, right? Yeah, totally agree. I think this whole industry is about small wins. Like seeing you know our clients have a small win um, really motivates us. Us having a small win in the day, business wise, is motivating. So yeah, I think that's that's one of the best parts of the industry for sure. Um, yeah well michael thank you so much for everything you've shared with us today um before we wrap things up tell us where we can find you you know where are you located your website social media all that good well, stuff yeah. yeah so crossfityo4.com um we're in parklington small town in the north of england um closest to york most people know york pretty good so we're just down the road from there um the handle instagram is primarily our output uh, for that channel and that is just crossfityo4 um, yeah, we'd love to hear from from different people and kind of get some different feedback elements so that we can continue to do better as well. Awesome. Yeah, everybody check out CrossFit YF4 if you're in the north of England. Thank you again, Michael, for being on the show. Super appreciate your contribution today to the podcast. Thank you again for having me on. It's been great. Yeah, and then to everybody who listened, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Boards out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.